Hello, good morning. My name is Edmund, and this is the voice recording for constitutional law, citizenship. Um, I would like us all to really pay attention to citizenship because I have a feeling that we are going to answer questions on citizenship. So I'm going to really do this. Okay. Now, citizenship is found from Article 6 to 10 of the 1992 Constitution. And it is regulated by various documents in Ghana. Now, the 1992 Constitution, the Citizens Regulations LI, 1690 and then the citizenship act 2000 act 591 they are the documents that regulate citizenship in ghana i said the constitution the citizenship regulations li 1690 and then the citizenship act 2000 act 591 now no matter how long a crocodile stays in water, it cannot become a fish. A crocodile is not a citizen, a citizen of the water just because it is in water. It becomes a citizen of the water once it, be, it has a relationship with that water that makes it owe allegiance to it and then the water also offers some protection to it then it becomes a citizen of the water. But it also doesn't turn it into a fish, okay? So we have various kinds of citizenship, but what is citizenship in the first place? Now, citizenship is the relationship between an individual and the state to which the individual owes allegiance and in turn is entitled to its protection. So the mere fact that an American resides in Ghana for 20 years does not make him a citizen because he owes his allegiance to America and not to Ghana. Ghana will not extradite or um, protect an American before a Ghanaian citizen when there is war in maybe somewhere in Burkina Faso. We want to bring our people back home. We send a helicopter. The protection that a state offers, offers, it offers to its citizens. So that is citizenship. Now, we have two modes by which people become citizens, citizens of a country. The, the two modes are Jews sanguinis, Jews sanguinis, that is nationality by descent. Okay, then Jews solely, that is nationality with respect to the land or territory on which the person was born. So Jews sanguinis and Jews solely. But in Ghana, citizenship is usually gotten by Jews sanguinity, nationality by descent. Now, let us avert our minds to the various Republican um, or the various constitutions that Ghana has had since 1957, okay? Because citizenship, the, 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 the way to become a citizen 
is different under the 1957 constitution is different under the 1969 constitution is different under the 1979 constitution is different under 1992 constitution okay so you have to know that these constitutions exist then the background to this is that we know that uh, before the coming into um, West Africa of the English, people were citizens of different states. So we had the Fanti states, we have the Anglo states, we have the Asante states, we have, which were called the Ashanti, then we had the Northern states. And everybody had a defined territory and their citizens were owed allegiance to this territory, okay? But after the English um, established a protectorate over this um, state, everything changed. First, the colony, which included the coastal areas, were co-opted into a protectorate in 1874. Then came the Ashantis, in 1947 then came the northern protectorate in 1951 and then the transvolta togoland in 1956 after a plebiscite then they became ghana then everybody became a citizen of ghana but before 1957 we were all british citizens we were all affiliates of the british commonwealth and so we held British citizenship, okay? Now, before the coming into force of the 1957 um, constitution or on or before 6th March 1957, there were two modes by which people were born in Ghana. Um, there were two... <laughs> Who were, there were two modes by which people were, who were born in Ghana acquired citizenship before um, 6th March 1957. Okay, the first approach is to ascertain whether the person was born in Ghana before 1957, 6th March, and had at least one of his parents or grandparents born in Ghana. It was immaterial whether at least a parent or grandparent was at the time a citizen. It was not important, but if he was born in Ghana, then that person is assumed to be a citizen of Ghana. So if a person was born before 6th March 1957, that person would be assumed to be a Ghanaian citizen if before he was born, one of his parents or grandparents was born in Ghana. So it doesn't matter if the parent or grandparent was a citizen. Once they were born in Ghana, he becomes a citizen. Okay. Now the second position is where the person was born outside Ghana before 6th March 1957. And one of his parents were born in Ghana. It is not a requirement that they should, the, the parent or the grandparent was to be a citizen of Ghana. If he was the parent or grandparent was born in Ghana, then the person is a parent is a is a Ghanaian citizen. So, in the case of Balogun and Eduse, and Ladan and Attorney General, this, the, the 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 court, the High Court, should have averted their minds to whether or not these people had 
one or both parents or grandparents being born in Ghana at the time before they sought to deport them. The second point is people who were born on or after 6th March 1957, but before 22nd August, August 1969. So the first one was before 6th March 1957, but this one is on or after 6th March 1957, on Independence Day or after Independence Day, but before 22nd August 1969. There are four instances under which a person born during the period under consideration shall acquire Ghanaian citizenship by birth and descent, due sanguinis. A child who was born outside Ghana may acquire Ghanaian citizenship through either of the parents and at least one of the grandparents or grandparents. The parent, grandparent or great-grandparent from the child is, who, whom the child is claiming his citizenship or rights through must have been a Ghanaian citizen at the time of the birth of the child. So before 19, uh, is 1957-6 March, you should just have been born. But this one, they are saying that the parent or grandchild or great-grand, uh, the parent or grandfather or grandparent or the great-grandparent that this child is claiming the citizenship right through should have been a citizen of Ghana. Now, where the parent and the grandparent or the grandparent or great-grandparent whom the child is claiming his or her citizenship rights through at the time of his birth had renounced his, her, his or her Ghanaian citizenship, the child shall not qualify as a Ghanaian citizen. Now, the second one, a child born in Ghana during the period under review may become a citizen where one of his his or her parents were born in Ghana and at the time of the, the birth of the child, the said parent was a citizen of Ghana. So the first one was uh, a child born outside of Ghana, then your, grand, your parents are citizens. You will be a citizen. Now we are saying a child born inside of Ghana, your parents are citizens. You will be a, a citizen. Okay. Now we are saying that where the parent of the child had renounced his or her Ghanaian citizenship at the time of the birth of the child, that child shall not become a Ghanaian citizen. The important thing to note is that it is the birth by descent and the parent from, who, from whom the child is claiming his or her citizenship right must be a Ghanaian at the time of the birth of that child. A child born within a period under consideration shall become a Ghanaian if the child was born in Ghana and at the time of his birth, either of his parents was a citizen of Ghana by registration or naturalization. Okay, that's the third point um, on or after 6th March. That's the third point. Then, where a child born outside of Ghana, but at the time of his birth, both of his parents were Ghanaian citizens by registration or naturalization, that child shall become a citizen of Ghana. So, it's in or out of Ghana your parents are citizens you become a citizen right in or out ghana your parents are citizens by naturalization or registration you become a citizen that's all okay now let's look at persons born on or after 22nd august 1969 and before 24th september 1979 okay so we are looking at the various constitutions okay persons born on or after 22nd August 1969 and before 24th September 1979. That's the third Republican constitution. It came into force on 24th September 1979. 
Now, the Citizenship Act prescribed prescribed citizenship rights for persons who were born between the time after the second Republican Constitution had come into force, but before the coming into force of the third Republican Constitution. A person born between the period under consideration, either within or outside Ghana, shall become a citizenship a citizen of Ghana if at the time of the birth of that person, either of his parents was a citizen of Ghana. Simpliciter. Alright? Now let's look at the fourth way. Persons born on or after 24th September 1979 and before 7th January 1993, okay? So a person is deemed to be a citizen of Ghana if he or she was born in Ghana under the period under consideration at the time of his or her birth, either of his parents or one grandparent was a Ghanaian. That means was a citizen. A person who was born outside of Ghana during the period under consideration shall be deemed a Ghanaian citizen by birth if at the time of his or her birth, either of the parents was a citizen of Ghana. So if you were born in or outside of Ghana and one of your parents or grandparents was a citizen of Ghana, you become a citizen of Ghana. Then let's look at the last um republican constitution persons born on or after 7th january 1993 and the continuance of the 1992 constitution it says that a person born in or outside ghana within the year under consideration shall be deemed to be a citizen of ghana by birth if at the time of his or her birth either of the parents or one grandparent was a citizen of ghana do you see the whole thing so the only different one is before 6th March 1957. That one, the parents are just to be born in Ghana. They don't have to be citizens for you to be claimed citizenship by birth. But in after 1957, 1969, 1979, 1972 constitution, the person, the, your parent or grandparent must be citizens of that person acquires automatic Ghanaian citizenship, okay? Then, under the Children's Act 1998, Act 560, you can adopt a child who is under 18 years. And if the child is under 18 years, he may become a citizen of Ghana if you are a citizen of Ghana. No, so it is, so you can adopt a child who is 18 years or below. Right, but the child it can only be confessed citizenship if the child is less than 16 years. Okay, if the child is less than 16 years, so the adoptee shall not automatically become a Ghanaian citizen if, at the time of adoption, he or she was more than 16 years of age. Okay, then you can also become a citizenship a, a citizen by registration. Registration is in two forms: that you you by deed of lengthy stay in Ghana, lengthy stay in Ghana. So by seven years, 10 years, you can be a citizen. You can register to become a citizen. Then by marriage, then by marriage, okay. Now, so under registration, marriage, for, for a female, a female um, who is a non-Ghanaian, married to a Ghanaian, you can apply or register to become a citizen, okay. And you don't have to be permanently resident in Ghana to um, to
to register for citizenship. And this is under Article 76 of the 1992 Constitution. But this is different for men. For men who want to register citizenship by marriage to a Ghanaian, when the man is not a Ghanaian, he must prove that he is permanently resident in Ghana. This is bias. Men are always at the receiving end of this bias policies. And a child of a marriage of a person who acquires citizenship by registration shall continue to hold Ghanaian citizenship until that child renounces sin. The Minister for Interior shall register a child of a marriage of a person who acquires citizenship on the application submitted by the applicant, the parent or guardian of the child. Okay, the validity of citizenship acquired through registration by marriage shall not be impeached or affected after the dissolution of marriage. Okay, thus a person shall continue to hold Ghanaian citizenship after the dissolution of marriage until that person renounces it. Okay, now there's also acquisition of Ghanaian citizenship by naturalization. Naturalization requires the approval of the president, who must authorize the Minister for Interior to grant a certificate of naturalization to a person of full age and capacity who satisfies the qualification for naturalization. The qualification includes the following. The applicant must have lived in Ghana for a continuous period of 12 months immediately preceding the date of the application for naturalization. Then two, the person should have lived in Ghana for an aggregate of five years out of seven preceding the 12 months immediately before the date of application for naturalization. Then the applicant must be of good character and certified by two Ghanaians who must come within the ranks of notaries, lawyers, or senior public officers. So you can also, uh, any citizen of Ghana may acquire citizenship of another country in addition to his Ghanaian citizen citizenship. A person who holds the citizenship of another country in addition to that of Ghana by law will hold allegiance to Ghana and that other country and therefore cannot hold some positions in Ghana. Okay, These positions are Chief Justice, Justice of the Supreme Court, Ambassador or High Commissioner, Secretary to the Cabinet, Chief of Defense Staff and any service chief, Inspector General of Police, Commissioner, Customs, Exercise and, Customs, Exercise and Preventive Service, Controller General of Immigration Service, Director General of Prison Service, Chief Fire Officer, Chief Director of Ministry of a Ministry, the rank of a Colonel in the Army or its equivalent in other security services, and any office specified by an Act of Parliament. Okay, Section 16.2M of Act 591, which Parliament enacted contrary to the law, was struck out by the Supreme Court as unconstitutional in the case of Asari and the Attorney General. Okay, the Constitution conferred power on Parliament to determine the scope power a public officer who cannot have dual citizenship, but Parliament delegated the power to the Minister of Interior under Section. 16 to M. Okay. Now, dual citizenship, the cases are Sumaila Bibiel, number one, and Adamu Dramani, an attorney general. Then we have the second case, Republic and Adamu Dramani Sakande. So the first one, Sumaila Bibiel took Adamu Dramani to the attorney general that he couldn't stand as MP for Boku Central. And he, the, the, he won the case. But Adamu Dramani lied that he was not a, a citizen of both Ghana and Britain. And so he was jailed in the second case, which is Republic and Adamu Dramani Sakande, um, for six months. 
okay now how can somebody renounce their Ghanaian citizenship now renunciation of Ghanaian citizenship may be voluntary or a requirement of the law of another country to ensure that a person does not become a stateless person a person who does not hold citizenship of another country shall not be permitted to renounce that person's Ghanaian citizenship furthermore a person who is not of age will not be permitted to renounce that person's Ghanaian citizenship the position in Ghana is that for a person to voluntarily renounce that person's Ghanaian citizenship the person must of be of age and capacity and holds the citizenship of another country the person shall make a declaration of renunciation of citizenship the citizenship of ghana and submit same to the minister of interior the minister shall cause it to be registered and shall come into force upon registration the person shall cease to be a ghanaian after the declaration is registered in a case where a ghanaian citizen intends to marry a citizenship a citizen of another country and the laws of that country require the Ghanaian citizen to renounce his Ghanaian citizenship. The Ghanaian who was deprived of his or her citizenship as a result of the marriage shall become a citizen of Ghana after the dissolution of that, that marriage. Let's go to deprivation of Ghanaian citizenship. So a person of Ghana who acquired his or her citizenship through birth, including foundlings and adoption, shall not be deprived of their citizenship. Okay, persons who acquire Ghanaian citizenship through registration and naturalization may be deprived of their citizenship on two grounds. That the activities of that person are inimical to the security of the state or prejudicial to the public morality or public interest. Or that that person was, was acquired, that citizenship was acquired by fraud, misrepresentation, uh, or any other improper or irregular practice. An order depriving a person who had acquired citizenship by registration and naturalization shall be made by the high court. The high court was, has exclusive original jurisdiction to deprive a person who acquired his or her citizenship by naturalization or, or registration. Now let's deal with deportation. A citizen of Ghana shall not be deported from Ghana unless that person acquired his or her citizenship by registration and naturalization after the High Court had heard the matter in accordance with law. A person who acquires his or her citizenship by birth, including foundlings and adoption, cannot be deported from Ghana unless there is evidence that he or she holds the citizenship of another country. A deportation order is made to deport a person from, another, from a country to another country he or she holds citizenship of. The cases of Balogun and others versus Edusei and another, uh, which we talked about, and Laden and Attorney General and others, number one and two, violated the rights of the plaintiffs who claimed to be Ghanaians but were deported to Nigeria under the Deportation Act without a hearing on their nationality. The only instance where a government of a country may release a citizen of that country to another country to be tried or sentenced according to the laws of that country is where the countries have assigned or have signed an extradition treaty and the person is a fugitive from the law. Extradition is enforced in according with law. Now, in the case of Shalabi and another, an attorney general, the plaintiffs who were formerly citizens of Britain acquired Ghanaian citizenship under the Ghana Nationality Decree 1967, NLCD 191. In 1968, Ghana, the Ghana Nationality Amendment Decree 1968, NLCD 333, was passed to deprive all those who acquired their Ghanaian citizenship under NLCD 191. Now, NLCD 333 was made to take retrospective effect 
from 1967 when NLCD came into force, NLCD 191 came into force, the plaintiffs decided to engage in the transport business which had been reserved for Ghanaians under the Ghana Business Promotion Act 1970, Act 330. The plaintiffs were told that NLCD 333 had deprived them of their Ghanaian citizenship. They thus filed a suit in the High Court challenging the legality of the deprivation of their Ghanaian nationality by NLCD 333. The High Court ruled that NLCD 333 could not have been passed to take retrospective effects to deprive the plaintiffs the rights they acquired under NLCD 191 and that they remained Ghanaians. So in a any decision taken to deprive a citizen of his or her nationality must ensure that the person does not become stateless. The case of Fatal and another, a Minister of Internal Affairs, where the plaintiffs who were Lebanese acquired Ghanaian nationality by naturalization under the Ghana Nationality Act 1971, Act 361, is a case in point. Here, the first and second plaintiffs acquired their Ghanaian citizenship in 1973 and 1976, respectively. The plaintiffs lived in Ghana until the Ghana Nationality Amendment Decree 1978, SMCD-172, was passed to revoke the Ghanaian nationality acquired by them in 1973 and 1976, respectively. The Supreme, the Supreme Court enforced the SMCD-172 passed to revoke the plaintiffs' Ghanaian nationality by the fact that it was a legislative authority exercised by the government, even though the plaintiffs had been unfairly treated. It is important to however note that a court cannot strike out an act made by a government on the basis that it was not fair. In the case of Makawi and Minister of Internal Affairs, the SMC decree to revoke the plaintiff's Ghanaian citizenship was not signed according to law and it was held that the invalid decree could not revoke the plaintiff's Ghanaian citizenship. Now, what is the importance of citizenship? The duties and obligations of citizens have been set out in the Constitution as part of the directive principles of state policy. A citizen of Ghana who has attained 18 years and above and of sound mind has the right to vote and shall be entitled to take part in public elections and referenda. Voting is a constitutional right available to Ghanaian citizens who are of 18 years and above and of sound mind. Ghanaian citizens who are in persons or senior who are in prisons or uh, senior correctional centers and of 18 years and above and have not been disqualified by a court from voting shall vote during the uh, during public elections. A Ghanaian citizen of 21 years who is a registered voter and does not hold dual citizenship is eligible to contest for parliamentary elections. And a citizen of Ghana by birth who is, a, is of 40 years and above may be eligible to take part in the presidential elections. Citizens of Ghana, including natural and artificial citizens, are eligible to bring an action under Articles 2 and 130 of the Constitution. The jurisdiction of enforcement or interpretation of the Constitution under Article 2.1 is a special jurisdiction conferred on only citizens of Ghana to exercise without proving interest in the matter. The special jurisdiction conferred on only citizens to exercise direct, uh, derives its roots from Articles 3, 4a and 41b, which enjoins citizens to defend the constitution. Okay, now let's deal quickly with deportation. 
Deportation is an order made in pursuance of a deportation act by a state to deport an alien to his home country for various reasons. A country cannot deport its own citizens to another country unless that person has citizenship of another country. The Deportation Act 1957 was meant to deport aliens whose presence in the country were, were not necessary for public good. The Governor General, who was tasked to maintain safety in the country, ensured the passage of the Deportation Act to give him the power to deport any alien whose presence in the country was not good for public good. A refugee status is acquired by a person who leaves his country as a result of persecution, for instance. The courts should be bold to examine the deportation orders to satisfy themselves that the person to be deported is not a citizen of the country. Now, where the person is a citizen of the country, the courts must further prove to ascertain whether the person to be deported falls within the categories of person who, persons who may be deport, deprived of their citizenship according to law. Whether the person is a citizen by birth and adoption, that person cannot be deprived of his citizenship. And where the person acquired citizenship through registration and naturalization, the courts may ensure that that person has been deprived of his citizenship in accordance with law. Thank you very much.